that it's not just a women's only club. They actually openly invite and welcome men to support and also attend the events too, which was absolutely brilliant. Thanks for tuning in to Conscious Business. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. Now today, we are continuing our series on communication. In the last episode, number 182, we talked about the importance of asking powerful questions. I explained what they are, when to use them, and also how to use them. I also revealed my absolutely favorite powerful question of all time and the best answer that I've ever received to it. So since releasing that episode, I've had lots of great feedback from you guys, letting me know that you tried out the powerful questions, you love my powerful question, and also what you guys have been using as your powerful questions. Today, we add on the next layer of our communication series. In the last episode, we talked about how to ask powerful questions. In this episode, we're actually talking about answering Now, I know what you might be thinking. You might be thinking, answering? I know how to answer. I answer questions all the time. But are you really answering them to the best of your ability? Are you answering with the biggest impact? Are you optimizing your message? You see, how we answer a question tells the other person a lot of information, and not just in terms of what you are telling them with your words, but also how you choose to answer. It gives people so much data. It tells them how honest and thoughtful you are. It tells them how self-aware and conscious you are, how much courage you have in being able to share the truth no matter how raw and real and messy it might be. Bet you never realized there was that much information contained in how you answer a question, did you? Well, there is. There really is. And so I have your undivided attention now. I'm going to teach you how to be an awesome answerer. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. In the first segment, I'm going to share the best tip for answering. In the second segment, I'm going to explain how and why you want to start answering this way. Then in the third segment, I share a bonus tip for answering. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Here it is. The best tip is to be conscious when you answer, which translates to being absolutely 100% in the moment and answering with a statement that reflects what's really going on with your life. Basically, I'm asking you to tell the truth. Because here's the thing, we so rarely do this. So we respond from a list of, you know, canned answers, and we end up just having these surface-level conversations with other people. Think about it. We're often completely unconscious for most of the conversations that we have. Now, there's an opportunity cost to being unconscious in your conversations, and that opportunity cost is connection. When we have surface-level conversations, we're passing up the opportunity to really connect with someone, to have a deep, meaningful exchange, to really be seen and heard by them. 
Do you see the irony here? The whole purpose of communication is to connect with someone, to learn about them, to exchange information. But when we do this unconsciously, we're actually not really communicating with them. We're just exchanging words without any meaning. So here's what it looks like to be conscious when you answer. If someone asks you how you're doing, you tell them the truth, regardless of whether it's good or bad. So if you're struggling and you're overwhelmed, you say, you know what? I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now. If you're invited to something and you don't know if you can attend or not, you can be gracious and thank them for the invitation, but say, you know what? I don't know if I can commit to that right now. Or can I circle back to you and let you know later? Or if you're asked a question and you don't know the answer, you can say, and this is revolutionary, you can say, I don't actually know. Or I don't have enough information to have an opinion about that right now. And when was the last time that you actually said, I don't know? You might even be cringing a little bit at the thought of me suggesting that you say this phrase. And I get it. It might be terrifying to follow this tip. Be conscious when you answer. So I want to give you some tips on how you can use your discretion with others. Use your judgment to know, is this person that you're talking to, someone that you trust, do you feel like you can really be honest with them? Do you have a relationship with them that could be even closer than where it is now? And the other tip is to remember to really provide context, especially if you're telling someone something that they might not expect. So for example, like, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. If you're telling someone something like that, that's an unconscious exchange of words, right? That's barely even a conversation. But if you're telling someone something like, hey, you know what? I'm struggling and feeling overwhelmed right now. You might want to add some context of how you're handling things so that A, people don't really get worried about you and B, that they don't feel obligated by what you've just told them, right? So you could say, you know what? I'm actually feeling really overwhelmed right now and I'm working on how to not put so much on on my plate all the time. Or you could say, you know what? I'm feeling overwhelmed right now and I'm finally, after all these years, learning how to say no. Or you could say, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now and I'm finally learning why setting boundaries is so darn important. Now, it might seem scary to be this level of honest and real with people, but trust me, it's very powerful. And I did this a lot last year after my dad had died. You know, in the beginning, everybody had it on the brain for the first couple weeks, maybe up to the first month or two, people would check in and ask me about how I was doing. But as the months went on, people just naturally assume that it's not even something that you're worried about anymore. But I chose in that moment, because I was struggling and really grieving so much after he passed, I chose to tell people the truth. So I would say something like, you know what, I'm actually really, really sad since my dad died in May and losing him really broke my heart. And it's been a wake up call for me to see how I'm prioritizing things in my life and what I want to do differently. Now this helped me because when you're struggling with something in your life, the only thing that can possibly make it worse is when you feel like you have to hide what it is that you're going through. Now the objective here isn't to be a victim. It isn't to throw a pity party. 
The objective here is to be honest, honest about what's going on and tell people that you are going to handle it. So that's your tip number one. Be conscious when you answer. Okay, before I explain the how and the why of my tip number one, I have a shout out to give. I want to say hi to Lindsay, to Kathleen, and Nicole at AIG, and also to everybody else in the AIG Toronto office. In September last month, I had the opportunity to deliver one of my signature talks on how to master your mindset. And we had such an amazing time together. I was so impressed at how engaged everybody was and how interested in the topic. And they really participated a lot. Now, let's be honest. You know, when I come in to do a talk, you know it's never going to be something like airy, fairy, light, and fluffy. Uh-uh. I go right in to the deep stuff. We talk about mindset, even if it's a corporate setting. We talked about comfort zone, about stretch zone, about your saboteurs, those negative voices in your head, about fear of failure, fear of success, megaphobia, and how all of this impacts your personal brand and your opportunities to advance in your career. So I want to send a huge thank you to Lindsay, to Kathleen, and Nicole for making this event happen. I'm also incredibly proud of all the work that you ladies are doing around your women and allies group. I loved seeing all these women show up from all different areas of the company and at all different points in their career. And I want to point out something really cool that they've done at AIG. They've created this group to empower and elevate women in the organization. And what they do is they hold events and they invite speakers to really educate women. However, what they've done that really, really impressed me is that they've created it as a women and allies group, which means that it's not just a women's only club. They actually openly invite and welcome men to support and also attend the events too, which was absolutely brilliant. And I don't know, I didn't do an actual count, but I think we had at least 30% of the attendees were male in the group. And I think this is a really, really powerful way to start a dialogue, right? To evoke change and really help men understand firsthand what issues women are facing today and what it's really like to stand in our shoes. Because at the end of the day, as women, we can do all we want to talk to each other and try to solve a problem, but it's so much more powerful to invite men along for the journey to really understand what it's like and help us along. You know, you can never solve a problem in a vacuum. So kudos to you, AIG. Keep up the great work with your Women and Allies group and keep the conversation going because understanding and empathy are really the true keys to evoking real change in the workplace. All right, so let's jump back into this tip number one that we talked about in the last segment, which was to be conscious when you answer. Now, you might be wondering, why the heck do I have to be conscious when I answer and how do I be conscious when I answer? So we're going to talk about both in this segment. Let's start with the why. So I have a few really good reasons why you should be conscious when you answer. First, as I said earlier, when we open up and we're vulnerable with others, it creates an opportunity for connection with them. Now this reminds me of a really brilliant meme I saw the other day in social media. Here's how it goes. 
I've built more relationships with people by being open about my struggles than I could have ever pretending like I had it all together. I'm going to read that again. I've built more relationships with people by being open about my struggles than I ever could have pretending like I had it all together. So true. Stop faking that everything is going perfectly in your life. Newsflash, that isn't even the purpose of life. We're not here to live a perfect life. We're here to make mistakes and to learn from those mistakes and be messy and have challenges. And through those challenges, we expand into bigger, better, more badass versions of ourselves. All right, so that's number one. Number two, another good reason why we want to be conscious when we answer Well, we get the most out of our conversation. Think about it. The purpose of having conversation with another person is to communicate, right? Which is an exchange of information and ideas. And we want to learn something about them. And we want them to learn something about us. Somewhere along the way, this got lost. And when we communicate unconsciously, just with these canned answers, we're not really telling anybody anything, are we? So there's a couple good reasons why you want to follow this tip. Be conscious when you answer. First, you create an opportunity for connection with them. And second, you actually learn something about the other person. So that's why you want to be conscious when you answer. Let's address how. How do you be conscious when you answer? Well, I have some suggestions that might help. Here's some tips that I've given to my clients that have really helped them out. Number one, pause and reflect before your answer. You can scan your body. You can see what sensations come up. And when you start to really master this, you'll notice the sensations and recognize them as good or bad. And this is really intelligence that lives in your body. You can pause physically. You can take a deep breath. You can do anything that is really going to allow you to reflect before you answer. The second way that you can do this is to really be physically present with the other person. So if you're face-to-face, point your body actually towards them and really listen and be present with your whole body. Number three, don't multitask in your conversation. So if you're talking to someone, be in the conversation. Put down your phone. Put down your laptop and really participate in the conversation. Don't have your phone in front of you with notifications going off every minute or your laptop somewhere that it's going to distract you. Really be present. Avoid multitasking in your conversations. Now here's the last one, obviously. You know I was going to say this. Meditation and mindfulness, obviously. They are both going to have a tremendous benefit to you and teach you how to really be present and conscious. You'll start to connect to your body more and you will recognize sensations that help you understand what you really think. And this will help you be more conscious when you answer. first tip I shared was to be conscious when you answer. The second tip is to answer from your heart, not from your head. You need to pay attention to whether you're answering from your head or your heart. And this is really important because the head and the heart, well, they give two completely different answers. Here's how they're different. 
The head is going to give the answer that you think the other person really wants to or is expecting to hear. It might even give the answer that you think will be the most impressive to them. Remember, our ego always wants to compare ourselves to others, to find ways that we are different from them. Either we're better or they're better than us, but it constantly keeps a tally of who is better, who has accomplished more, who is happier, which is just insanity, isn't it? Because how are we ever supposed to measure this? So when you answer from the head, you're giving an answer based on yourself comparing to who they are or you're anticipating what you think they want to hear. Instead, I want you to answer from your heart. When you answer from your heart, you give an answer that is real, that comes with the intent to find connection with someone else, to find ways that you are similar. And yeah, this might feel a little scary or a little risky. It might even feel a little bit new, but good things always come when we answer from the heart, when we really tell the truth. Remember, Brene Brown says that courage is a heart word, and the root of the word courage is cur, which is the Latin word for heart. So with this tip, answer from the heart, not the head, I'm inviting you to seek the truth, to find the answer that will invite connection instead of separation. And if you're not quite sure which response is coming from the heart, well, maybe take a quick inventory. Think, how should I answer this? And if you have more than one response, answer which of these responses is coming from my head and which is from my heart. Recently, I had the experience of seeing just firsthand how impactful this can be to set the tone for a conversation. So I want to share this personal story of an example of how answering from the heart really helped me to connect with someone. So I was out at a lunch with a new client, and the lunch was meant to be a social one, right? So we didn't have anything business-related to cover. We were just wrapping up a project, and we wanted to kind of close it out with a lunch. So we started sharing our backgrounds, you know, the huge. We talked about, like, our careers, about where we worked, where we came from, where we lived. And I told her, as I often explain when I'm giving someone the lowdown of my background, I talked about how I lived in Vancouver for 12 years and I spent most of my career there. Now, she was surprised that I would ever live in Vancouver and leave. Like many people ask me this, how could you move away from Vancouver? Because it's such a beautiful city. She wanted to know what made me move to Toronto from Vancouver. And you know what? I actually get this question a lot. People are always shocked to hear that I lived out west for so long, but then I moved back to Ontario. And this example, this conversation I'm sharing is a way to explain how sometimes there's many different layers of the truth. Because the truth is that I actually did move because of my job, right? There's nothing untrue about that. It is factually correct. However, it's only one layer of the truth. The deeper truth that I had to pause for a quick second to decide, do I go there or am I not going to go there today? But I tapped into my courage and I decided I was going to go there. It was going to be a go there day, right? So I shared the full truth, which is actually that I went through a really, really messy breakup with my partner. We kept running into each other by like accident. And I just felt like I really needed to get out of the city and have a fresh start to reflect on how I had let this relationship go so horribly wrong. Now, that statement that I really shared, that deeper level truth, opened up my client to tell me a similar experience of what she had been through. 
that was very, very similar to what I had. And so rather than a surface level conversation at lunch, which you know, quite often we do have, we had a really meaningful conversation. We talked about how our experiences in leaving abusive relationships, how to find the courage and the strength to leave and what we were grateful for and how it was that we started over, but we're so, so grateful that we did. So that's what I mean by having many layers of the truth. I could have stayed at the surface and shared only part of the truth, but I chose to take a risk. I chose to be real and it paid off because it allowed us to have this really rich conversation and develop a bond through shared experience. So instead of just talking about the weather, about the Toronto traffic, or about the housing prices being so ridiculous, we really leaned in and we both took a risk, right? And I know for me, this always pays off in dividends when you do it. So I'm really, really glad that I shared and had this deep conversation. So there you have it. My two favorite tips for answering. One, be conscious when you answer. And two, answer from the heart, not from the head. Okay, it's time to start wrapping up this episode on answering. Thanks for tuning in today. I am excited to share this second layer of communication with you. The first layer, last episode, was powerful questions. Today, this second layer was the art of answering. Stay tuned for the next episode, part three of this series, where we talk about listening which I believe is truly a lost art. I think we could all brush up our listening skills and listen a little deeper, don't you? And this week, I really want you to try out these two new tips on answering. One, be conscious when you answer. And two, answer from your heart, not your head. And as you really master these new skills, pay attention to the person that you're talking to. See how closely you're able to engage with them when you really give a deep and authentic response in the conversation. It is a game changer, I promise. So focus on being present and conscious when you answer and answer from your heart because comparison is the thief of connection. So thanks for tuning in and listening today. I wish you an amazing week. And remember to always, always, always lean into your fear because there's magic on the other side.